all you really need to do is have a, have a one role model of someone who is wealthy and who is not who breaks that stereotype and i think that can really help hey it's walter here and you're at the think profit podcast where we're going to help you develop a rock solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching right hugh that's right we're going to help you develop a wealth mindset develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh, sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter, why do we think rich people are bad and how does that affect our trading? Well, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of times, um, and a lot of traders I know, their ideas, their stereotypes, um, they, it comes at a young age. You know, so like, like I remember when I was a kid, I went to a birthday party, a friend of mine, and she was in my class. And her dad owned all the McDonald's, like all the McDonald's restaurants in the area, which is kind of is a, a rural. I grew up in a rural area, so it's, it's spread out, you know, over maybe like, um, say, 50 miles. This guy had all the, the McDonald's restaurants. And so it was really funny. Like when I came back from the party, my, my mom and dad would be like, oh, what was it like there? You know, and you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like. It was kind of like I went to like the North Pole or something. Everyone's mm -hmm. asking about what Santa Claus, you know, like so you get you pick up these things, I think, over time from growing up about like these stereotypes about, you know, I wonder how many people he had to screw over to get that money. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. these sorts of things. And so there's there's th two things to un untangle here. One is that your relationship with money and your attachment to money. And two would be what you think about people who have a lot of money. And that usually comes pretty early. And you can even see it in movies. Like there are these movies about the, you know, the, uh, the rich old miser or like, um, you know, like uh, a Christmas Carol. They have yeah. the, yeah. And, then they, and there's another one where like, there was a show, there was a movie with, had Richard Pryor in it and this kid and the kid was really wealthy. And then Richard Pryor come out somehow like, got connected into the family and he was like hired to be the kid's friend or something. And, uh, you know, there's all these movies where they have this, this stereotype of the, the rich person and how they're kind of not, not doing exactly everything right. You know, whereas the people that don't have the money are doing everything the right way and sort of thing. So I think you have to untangle that and see one thing that can help is just having someone that you look up to when you're growing up that has a lot of wealth. So for example, my grandfather was a good example of this for me because he adopted my mother and, and her siblings. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he came from a pretty, he had built up a lot. He was a farmer growing up and he married my grandma, the farm next door. <laughs> but, but what was interesting was, you know, he kind of built up his wealth over time and started making more money than the president of the company that he worked for and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And so that there's a lot of issues with that. And then he had these vacation homes and different islands and stuff that I got to visit as a, you know, as a young grandchild. And so I saw a really good example of someone who had done pretty well, you know, in his life, like there was nothing bad about him. You know what I mean? Everything, everything we knew about him was great. And so it was kind of nice to have that role model, um, someone, but I think having, allowing your kids to have a role model, someone that they can look up to that, that knows the game of money, um, because it is a game and you can see that for who they are and not, you know, pigeonhole them as, as someone that's negative. So I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, the stereotypes that you grow up with. So, um, and, and being able to find a mold or find a, a role model, someone that you can relate to and learn from that has already kind of done that uh, in a good way is, can be really helpful. And that's always something that I, that I want, 
you know, my kids and I feel like, you know, even young adults growing up, there's a lot of indoctrination in just in stories and the school system about what it means to be wealthy. And I think, um, all you really need to do is have a, have a one role model of someone who is wealthy and who is not, who breaks that stereotype. And I think that can really help. Otherwise, it's a lot of deep programming. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think a role model is definitely um, the best thing, right? Because when you see it in action, then you can say, hey, you know, this guy's not that way. So, uh, so not everybody's like that. But I think I was doing some thinking on this recently. And um, like, I, I kind of realized that, okay, you know, that's something that we have to distance ourselves from as traders, because if you want to be wealthy, you have to think of wealthy people as being good. You know, some are good, some are bad. And, um, but I think throughout history, I think really wealthy people, there have been a few, more than a few really wealthy people who have abused their power, right? Like you're talking about Kings in the medieval times or certain politicians, you know, in, in other times. And I think that that has carried forward into our like collective psyche. And I think that's kind of where that comes from. So you've got to kind of realize, okay, that's not always the case, but there were a few bad examples and that probably has led to where we are now thinking that rich people, most rich people are bad. Right. So I think um, once you can kind of see where that came from and distance yourself from it, I think it's really beneficial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like the younger generations coming up behind us, aren't going to have as much of, of an issue with that because it's almost like we're the fish in the, in the fishbowl. We can't see, the reality of what money is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like money is a centralized thing. However, that's changing and money is becoming a decentralized thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to completely like that is not in the future. Uh, it's already here, right? With cryptos. So in the future, what's going to happen? Well, actually, if you go back in the past, think about this. We didn't always used to have these centralized money stations, mm. right? It's around very the world. Decentralized, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we think about back in the old days, there was like a bank out in California that would that would print notes and you could you know you could use those notes out in California and Nevada mm-hmm. and there was another bank out in Illinois Ohio you know what i mean like there was it was like this regional thing yeah and, and i'm talking about the united states here but i'm sure it was similar in other places uh, with possible exception you know exceptions of the new countries that never had this so what's cool about that that's changing now and what will happen is you're gonna you're gonna see exactly the same thing that we saw with all these banks that printed their own notes. It's exactly what's happening right now with the cryptocurrencies. These are decentralized, and basically, it's like a market of money. And so the market gets to decide which ones are useful, right? So if you took that note that was printed by the bank out in California and you took that to New York, it was up to the people in New York to decide whether or not that was was worth anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what's happening now with cryptos, right? These cryptos, there's, there's more than enough out there. <laughs> and so people get to decide now which ones are actually worth anything. Which ones are you willing to, is, is the demand going to go up for, right? And so this has always been the case. It's only been recently with the centralized bank model that we've seen all the money go through one, you know, through one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Through, so, yeah, so I think, I think what the upshot of that, I think, is that, the kids growing up now or the kids that are yet to be born like that gen those generations they're going to have a completely different concept of money than you and i do because mm-hmm. we've always been in this centralized economy where all the money goes through one spot right these these guys print the money and they loan it to the countries mm-hmm. 
because that's how centralized banks work, right? They they print the money and they and they loan it to the com- the countries and the countries take the money and they have to pay back the bank, right? That's how it works. So yeah, so I just think I just think the whole thing is fascinating. No, totally. Uh, to I, see I've, how this unfolds. Yeah, I've seen several um, examples of like kids who are like sixteen or whatever, and they saved all their birthday and allowance money and they put it into something like Doge. Now they have like a million dollars. So like now they are the rich person, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So right, yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Walter. See ya. See ya. Yeah. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.